I heard you spent like, was it a grand on your latest body pillow? Who's the anime uh, figure on there? It was only, it, well, it wasn't quite a grand. It was uh, uh, 980, but yeah, close. 980, okay. Yeah. Sounds worth it. Better than your current collection or? Uh, well, it's, you know, it's very diverse collection. So it's, it's more on the mid size, you know, and scale. Yeah. Cool, man. This is, I'm assuming this is the opening right now. I guess. I, should we start a side podcast on your anime <laughs> body pillow collection? Or maybe you could do a dual cast with like a body pillow in one of the chairs. and then It's going to get to the point where everyone thinks, just thinks I'm a degenerate. That's kind of what I'm going... It's sort of a side goal of the podcast, if I'm being real. you know. Yeah, we're just going to keep piling on more and more degeneracy to the point where people <laughs> are just not sure what's real and what's not. Yeah. Well, for people showing up right now, welcome to the Level With Me podcast. Uh, this is the podcast where myself and Matimio, two extremely famous content creators, talk about video games, life, uh, everything and anything in between. And today, love, love loss, uh, live, laugh, love, all that stuff. <laughs> today, we have a very cool guest, someone I've known for a long time, but haven't chatted to in a while. Uh, someone whom I'm a big fan of and really excited to ask many detailed and interesting questions to. It is Darkness429, oh. also known as Tim. Yeah, yeah. Did they call me Tim? <laughs> Sorry, that is <laughs> Darkness two four nine or Tim or yeah. Tim. Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot yeah. of people are like, man, your your name is so edgy and dark, and then you're just you're you. And I'm like, yeah, it was you know, I was fourteen and I kept the gaming moniker, and here we are. Yep. Oh, well, if your, I could go back in time, but you know, alas, your name does remind me of the Monty Python sketch, basically. Yeah, and they called me Tim. Called me Tim. Yeah. Magician. Well, when was, I think the last time I saw you, Tim, I think you were streaming on Twitch. Oh, geez. Yeah. I it was before Facebook. You weren't a dad. No. You weren't a, uh, a beefcake, uh, as I will call <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. I've quite a Thanks. while ago it must oh, have yeah. been a, it must have been a battlefield event would be my guess probably yeah it was i it was probably like TwitchCon ish probably like a battlefield one release time ish that's yeah, not like right, right around there or maybe maybe v i don't know one of one of those battlefields from a long time ago do you remember it's been a while do you remember our um our mandate in sweden in stockholm there was a mandate yes. oh that was be charlie that was before overwatch that was that was right before the Overwatch beta came out. Is that when that happened? Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it was long fall. Ago. It was fall in Stockholm. I'll never forget that. It was actually a really nice mandate. How yeah. old are we? I don't. It's too old, <laughs> Matt. We're very old. We're, we're doing so this for old. way too long, dude. It's a long time Octo ago. Yeah. Wow. So okay, Tim, cool. Tim, and I were at a. Um, surprised you weren't there, Matt. It was probably the plane flight thing, but it was like uh, it was like a pre-release for Battlefield One. Mm -hmm. And we came to get feedback or something be like, oh, the it game like looks real early. crazy. Yeah, really early. Yeah. And then we had nothing to do for like a couple of days or something. So we went around Stockholm and... Yeah, we went to the ship museum, which yeah. is cool. Uh -huh. I think it was called Vasa Muset. Remember that? Got a better memory than I do. I just, I remember our date like it was yesterday, you know? <laughs> it was so memorable. How could <laughs> I forget? So <laughs> Went to a cathedral. Yeah, it was yeah. good. Man, it was a good wow, time. Just, we're just going down memory lane. I know. Well, I mean, that's what that's what this podcast is about: is old gamers, being <laughs> old like, people, just old people, <laughs> reminiscing on the past. What? Old. 
you remember when Battlefield was good? You know, that, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, that is kind of the, yeah, the trend, too, the with marker. Battlefield, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So some of the some of the I've got a lot of things I want to ask you about, Tim. But yeah, one of the craziest you've been going through some crazy stuff with streaming because when we met, when I knew you from the early days, you were like mm -hmm. mostly a YouTuber. Then you, st I think, right? No, I was only Twitch. I only live streamed. Okay, okay. I swear you made YouTube content, right? I mean, I'm like, I mean, okay, a little uh, bit of YouTube content. A little bit. A uh, little bit. You little know, bit like, okay, like, okay. Like, I remember like, dang, like, when that you transitioned cool. to like full time, right? Or, or no, you transitioned away from Battlefield. Maybe that was the big event where you're like. Yeah, I'm like streaming stuff that's mostly not Battlefield now, and then you like stop coming to the the Battlefield events, and I was like, goodbye, Tim. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it nice was. Uh, yeah, that was like Battlefield. It was probably right, right around the Rainbow Six time, like when Battlefield wasn't really fun to play anymore, and then it was a lot of Siege. Yeah, when, and Siege started exploding on. So when Matt started playing Rainbow Six Siege a lot. Yep. And then and then you switch over to Facebook. Right. You yeah. Got that, yeah. That, that was twenty. That was twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Okay. I think Has I got a contract around that time, maybe slightly after that time. Yeah, you came on a little bit after I did. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. I totally yep. didn't like commit to it. It was like, okay, I'm doing the hours recommended, and I'm just gonna like play something that I enjoy as opposed to trying to play the latest uh, trendy yeah. thing. Well, yeah. it just—I think it was like the perfect storm for me because I had just started playing Fortnite. Like Fortnite had just started like being a thing, and uh, I was just playing with the right people in the right time. And like I just carried that over to Facebook, and like Facebook became like the battle royale hub. Mm -hmm. So like it just kind of just really worked out very very well for me that I really enjoyed play playing Fortnite. I played with cool people. Uh, I was I, I was decent at the game, and kind of just like rode that train out and. And then like that was the that was the battle royale like frenzy. So it was just like one BR after another. Yeah, so like yeah. they could just ride that for a while. It went wild for a while. I remember because I was streaming World of Warships because I was like, what can I stream for four hours that I'm not gonna I go insane? I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and my partner manager like sent me an email and was like, Hey, so the numbers aren't great. Uh, maybe <laughs> oh, you could no. play maybe you could play <laughs> Fortnite. And I was like, yeah, yeah, PUBG yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. This is not gonna yeah. happen. Which is here. crazy now because I just started playing World of Warship uh, probably at the beginning of the year or so, and it's actually a really fun game. It's one of my favorites, to be it's honest. It's fun. I don't know. Okay, you guys have to sell me on it, because for me, it just seems like you just see people out in the distance, you shoot at each other, and there's, like, no tactics other no, than, like, slightly maneuvering your ship. Oh, my God. It's all about positioning. It's and if you are out of position. Is it 5v5 or is it 6v6? I think it's 6. Yes. I think it's 6. Yeah. I want to say it's 6. The actual competitive mode, I think, has slightly different rules. It's pretty similar, but... Yeah, it's like, oh man, so you got three class, four classes, I guess five classes of ships now with submarines, but yeah. so you have like, the three main classes would be destroyer, cruiser, and then battleship, mm -hmm. and they all and kind of- So it's like all classes, positioning. Yeah, and then yeah. carriers okay. are kind of like almost command style units, but- and you just get lucky and you become like the only carrier player in a round and start like dominating on people, but like- they all I play to play together really well. Yeah. Very much okay. so. Yeah. You can like, if you try running off on your own, like you, like you might be like a, a medium class ship and then you run up against like two destroyers. Yeah. You know, and, and you just, just like, die. Just, just dead. Yeah. yeah. And right. So it's like, it's all about positioning and then like using the correct ammo, 
you know, are you using AT rounds? Are you using AP rounds? Are you hitting above the line? Yeah. Are you hitting below the line? I mean, it's like, it's a lot of precision and, and just tactics, but it can, it can be a little, I feel like once you're in it, like you get it, there's but definitely from like the outside looking in, big. there's kind of like a, eh. Cause I played it. I think I played it when it originally came out in like beta, like, yeah. cause I was like, Oh, it's world of warships. But now, so I tried it and I played a couple of rounds and it literally just was like, aim what it felt like was just aim at the thing when it tells you to aim and then shoot and then you either win or you lose though i just it's probably because it was just early on and i didn't know what i was doing and i didn't give it an, yeah. uh, enough of a shot yeah it yeah. could, it could easily a... be seen that way and then as soon as you start to understand it you're like oh i'm playing a destroyer i need to like actually spot for my team like i need to give them visual information because i have a smaller signature radius so i can get in a lot closer and scout out for my team and then the battleships and cruisers can position and set up for ambushes while i'm scouting and then uh, sometimes you find yourself uh, in a great position where you can get like awesome torpedo shots on p i played destroyer mostly that was like my mindset but i did play a couple there's a couple battleships that i like really gravitate towards that are like the aggressive battleships but like tim was saying a lot of it is just knowing like armor thicknesses and what type of rounds will work and like how thick is it yeah, <laughs> sorry it's sorry so yeah, how thick, many how man. many c's are on that ship exactly yeah yeah and then, at least so three like some guys <laughs> like are you really trying to broadside a german battleship with your tiny guy and you're like i don't know man it's a boat i shot at it and it did nothing oh the knowledge <laughs> level when it comes to specific like like regions and like which country the ship hails from it's wild i mean it's like it's just like um, it, the level of nerdiness is almost comparable to like with the War Thunder crowd. Yeah. You know, like you see like people like releasing like top classified documents, on, like yeah. the Apache heli attack helicopter to like prove mm -hmm. a point. Like that's uh -huh. the kind of like nerdiness that you can get with like World of Warships. Which is funny because it is designed very much as a video game and not a sim, right? Because like the battleships all look very accurate, but then you like hit the cool down button to put out your fire yeah, and, and you're then, popping like, smoke screens and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I do love the smoke mechanics in that game too, man. But we got derailed. I wanted I was to say, apologies, to, apologize for that. <laughs> how dare you, Matt? I could talk about world of warships for hours. It's such a great game, uh, with a semi aggressive monetization model. That it's a little rough. A do you like anime them. ships now? Cause that's in there. Apparently that is oh, yeah. weird. There's yeah. Space, <laughs> there's, act, there's like space ships. Like it looks like they ripped it out of like a sci-fi novel there's apparently an anime show that is about like schoolgirls who operate battleships because of course there is azure lane okay you know it oh matt's already a fan um no i'm not a fan i just know <laughs> it's called it, azure okay? lane okay oh you sound very defensive matt <laughs> There's there's one for World of Tank where the, there's a tank one also and I think World of Tanks collabs with them as well where it's like schoolgirls and like German Panzers and whatever and you're just like uh -huh. what is happening right now man? Oh, oh. I think it's based, oh, I think it's a I think it's a game and then they made an anime out of it and yeah it's it's pretty big if you're into that kind of stuff I guess I don't know <laughs> schoolgirls fighting on battleships what it's a common theme you know whatever it's um, anime yeah so so tim you're with facebook for quite a while uh you're yeah. doing good over there uh every time well, i pop over like he's doing all right yeah you're you're like number one facebook streamer was, well i don't know it's doing okay yeah i was there for a while um it definitely like when the battle royale craze kind of died off or like it, it, it kind of just like came down to Warzone, was like being like the only like vr um it kind of like got to a point where it was kind of burning out so then i switched over to tarkov 
and Tarkov was doing really, really well for a while. And then like all of a sudden, fast forward to probably like 2021, um, we're kind of like coming down out of quarantine. Things are starting to kind of like get back to normal ish. And that's when we kind of like hit a wall. Um, like distribution kind of like just like fell off and like unless you were playing Warzone like all the time like that was the only thing that you wanted to do like you really weren't getting out there things weren't getting pushed and I think a lot of like Facebook initiatives kind of changed how they were treating like live streams and overall like just video distro as a whole um, so that's when like things I started to notice were like oh no I don't know if this is gonna do oh all that well for for too much longer so yeah uh, fast forward to June of this year, the end of June is when um, my contract came to an end and I had a decision to make. It was like, well, I could resign. They were kind of like overhauling the whole partner program. And I had to make a decision of like, do I want to sign away exclusive, exclusive rights and do X amount of hours and then, and then like try to like put my content elsewhere? Or do I just want to kind of find a place that I can call home where I don't have to sign my soul away? And I can kind of just like do whatever I want. So I uh, decided to switch over to, to YouTube and then also doing TikTok lives. Well, nice. it seems to be working for you. Yeah, it's doing all right. Um, you know, like the, the live streams, they do pretty well. I mean, like YouTube is, is as, as uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as you know, it's algorithmically driven, like, you know, like Facebook is. So it's like nothing new for me. It's like, I don't have to hang on to like the directory position like you do on Twitch. A lot of it's being like playing the right game at the right time and using the right tags, like all that stuff. Um, so like, you know, it's, it's been like a fun, like little learning curve, uh, but it feels very similar to Facebook in that sense where it's like, I make a post and you know, it's like, did you get enough interaction on that post? And then it gets pushed into the algorithm. Uh, it's actually, uh, it actually is nice to see that like YouTube is doing a good job of actually like pushing out content, which is nice. I can actually see it. I can actually see it's like, oh yeah, YouTube recommended you to like X amount of people where it's like, I I wasn't my, I didn't have my content on Facebook recommended for like a year, year and a half. Well, I heard there's wild. like uh, X factor uh, cause he's, he used to be on face. I think he's on kick now. He, um, yeah. He does kick and he does Facebook at the same time. Right. But he was saying like notifications just were not working forever. And no, it, like basic stuff just was not functional. Yeah. It was really nice when like you go live on YouTube and be like, Oh, I got your notification. I'm like, ah, yes. Fantastic. Feels yeah. It feels good. Right. Just a basic function you would you would expect any platform to have like it actually works it felt like i was just getting different reports from different people but just watching it from even my own perspective of getting such like shoddy customer support on facebook and i got demonetized on facebook for somebody saying i re-uploaded their content but they probably uploaded my content and then claimed oh, yeah. mine you know it was that and then just getting remonetized, I couldn't even do it. They were like, they didn't know how to do it. They didn't know who to talk to. I was literally on the phone with Facebook. Oh my and God. They were like, do you have an Instagram account? Can you contact Instagram? And I was just like, what is happening to this platform right now? <laughs> it's so big. It just yeah, felt and like that's the problem uh, Facebook is that it's gaming so big. was just imploding on itself. Um, and it's kind of weird how these platforms will have requested features for years or features that seem like they would take a programmer a week to develop and they're just not there for years and years and you're like how how are things moving so slowly you're trying to compete with the big wigs like twitch and yeah. you need to at least have feature parity with them if you want to be competitive uh, they just we could we could there. do an entire podcast like an sure. entire episode just talking about the the intricacies of 
of what went into that. And like, I mean, they were punching uphill the entire time, you know, it's just like, it's a small team. They were given a huge task and like they continuously were like, they, they had like budget removed or they had people that left. Um, one of the craziest things about Facebook, um, not to make this whole episode about Facebook. Um, but like they, they, they work in six month cycles. So they actually have people come on and they work on a thing for six months. And then those people, when they're done working, they move on to something else. So like, oh, wow. you'll, you'll, like you'll have them working on like Facebook gaming stuff and like they'll be making like all these tools and everything that's going on and then they'll move on to another thing. That seems like a terrible structure. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. I think it's great in the overall sense of like how Facebook works. But like when you have a product that is so intricate when it comes to dealing with real people, like like people that are continuously like using this product and, and being live and like all this stuff, it's so different than someone like making a post or uploading an image or like having a group. Um, and I don't think they were ready for that. I don't think they were really understanding like the difference between like going live on your phone and just like having people watch. Cause like Facebook was one of the first ones to really like bring live streaming to like, to the thing, like, like to, like to the internet, like they, there weren't a lot of places that were doing it outside of Twitch. It was like Twitch and Facebook. And that was about it. Um, but they were used to like people like live streaming from their phone in their car, like in their backyard. Like they weren't ready for like video game live streaming. I think they took on just way too much too soon. Or they were just, or they assumed that they knew exactly what they thought they were going to, they were getting themselves into. Mm-hmm. And then they realized they're like, oh, we're in way too deep. Do you, way over our head. Do you think yeah, the exactly. platform ever suffered from, and I'm worried that, that Twitter or X rather is going down the same path. Just keep calling it Twitter. I know. I Where they're call trying Twitter. to like, they're trying to be the everything platform and Facebook oh, yeah. very much is trying to, they're obviously trying to be that, but they never really had a Facebook, like it was always like Facebook gaming, but like nobody really knew what Facebook gaming was. They're like, oh, you stream mm-hmm. on Facebook. They never really, instead of buying uh, another company called like Instagram that is just for your photos, they didn't make another platform for streaming gaming and then promote it with Facebook. They just put it on Facebook and it always, that always confused so many people. Yeah. And it made I mean, the like, UI just like, like, hang on, let me find the right one of these menus to click out of like 50 options, you know, before I think from streaming. the sense of like distribution and like getting people involved with the content, it made sense to have it on the, the main page. I think what they tried to, they tried to do too quickly was they tried to like segment it. You know, and like they, instead of just making it fake, like it should have just been Facebook live from the beginning. It shouldn't have been like mm. Facebook gaming. They shouldn't have tried to like bring it into Facebook and then try to segment it and then bring it back. Cause like YouTube does it fine. Like you, mm-hmm. like YouTube as a whole, like does a very good job of like having like live streams and VODs and shorts and like all of that stuff, like kind of like cohabitate together. But it doesn't seem like Facebook in of itself can cohabitate with all their other products because there's so many products that are trying to live under one umbrella. Yeah. Um, you know, it's and just YouTube like, it's, is at least just video based for the most part. Right. You've got groups, you've got, you've got text posts, you've got image posts, and then you've got Instagram and then you have threads yeah. and like, <laughs> yeah. and now like Instagram, you can live stream on Instagram and you can also live stream on Facebook. And well, so and it's Facebook just like marketplace too, right? <laughs> like, yeah. It's all, you can like, there's a dating app on Facebook now. I mean like, you know, like oh. there's, yeah, <laughs> there's every, like Facebook's trying to be everything. Matt's they're, they're, signing up to his account right yeah. now. <laughs> They're I haven't logged into Facebook party. forever. Yeah, it, 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 honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that I had to like be me and like post content on there, like I I don't go to my personal Facebook at all. Um, it's just like, I can't. I forgot my password. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, the last time I used my personal account, I 
I don't know what I did. I like my wife posted something about a trip or something that we did and I like pinned it or put it on my page or something. And she was like, Oh, you're not supposed to do that. Like, or that's not how it works. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I did it wrong. I don't think I'm going to use this anymore. I don't understand social media. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, oh, Facebook now is starting stupid. to feel like yeah. how Mace, um, how MySpace did when our parents started getting on MySpace. And we're like, oh no, the boomers are here. We have to leave. And like that's how Facebook feels now. Like I see the same like copy pasta post that I used to. I remember seeing on Facebook. It was like copy this and tell me ten things that you love about me, and then share it to your friends. Oh, like, oh, there was one trend because I because I would go to Facebook to watch like you and X, um, because you're the only and, and Stone. But there was these videos, um all the time of like clickbait where they would come up with like a scenario and it would all be fake and it was just like the trashiest <laughs> videos i've ever seen like a woman like a wife would go down um a, a grocery store and her husband would be on the distance and he's like doing his thing and she would put on like a, a wig and a get up and then walk past him acting like she was all like into him and then get his number and then be like, surprise, it's me, your wife, you're what? caught cheating. I'm like, what is this? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, social media content has become such trash. Like the stuff that's at the very tippy top, you're like, how? Okay, I'm doing it wrong, it's man. Just, I need to. Yeah, it's like people breaking eggs on their friends' faces. Like that's, yeah. that's content creation. It's a prank, bro. Yeah, it's just a <laughs> it's prank. Weird. I, just, so, I feel too old now. So how's the, um, I mean, that's a pretty crazy transition to have, uh, cause you've gone from Twitch to Facebook now to YouTube. I swear I'd never do it again. I was I, like, Facebook was going to be it. I was going to ride that off in the sunset. <laughs> I mean, I it sucks, but I think it kind of speaks for itself that you're willing to abandon a platform that you spent years building up an audience on to go elsewhere because you just don't like whatever the the contract and the interface and everything and yeah and just also like lack of like uh, partnership opportunities or like like having sponsored streams and things like that like there's so many people that are like either they don't see the roi in facebook or they're anti-facebook because of policies or like whatever it is so advertisers uh, you mean oh yeah very yeah. much so yeah the amount of like the potential like ad dollars that i missed out on just because I had like I was streaming on Facebook because immediately as soon as like I was I announced that I was leaving Facebook and I was going off to YouTube. It was amazing like how like night and day that was because yeah. like, I started getting emails and people were hitting me up and like, oh, you want to do the sponsor thing? And I was like, oh, wow. OK. It so is, like now it I kind of feel like I'm picking up the pieces. Even with because Twitch is still like known as the streaming platform for gaming, even though YouTube yeah. still has like the highest numbers I think overall for streaming or people watching streams in general, yeah. the gaming sector is much smaller than Twitch. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Because okay. well, yeah. I think it's like overall across the board of all live streams, there's yeah. more people watching. Cause like, I mean, hell they did the, um, the PGA open. Yeah. I think was streamed right, right, right. on YouTube. Oh, okay. That's a oh, gotcha. Yeah. That gotcha. kind of stuff's like, really popular on YouTube. But even then I've had ads, ad people come to me and they're like, Hey, can you, you want to stream this game? Uh, do a sponsored stream. And I'm, and I'll be like, sure, no problem. I'll stream it on YouTube. And they're like, huh? <laughs> they're like, they yeah. don't understand that like game streaming on YouTube sometimes is a thing. And they're like, no, how about on Twitch? And I'm like, I'm not like, I don't stream on Twitch, guys. And they're like, okay, well, it's, it's so we'll weird have to because take like this that's back how to marketing. We'll get back to you. I'm like, okay, guys. That's how it was when I when I first started streaming. 
because it used to be, will you do a YouTube video for this? And I was like, YouTube video? Like, I'm a live streamer. Like, why would I make a YouTube video and like I live stream? And now it's like, are you going to live stream this? We expect you to do it on Twitch. And so it's like, it's weird for them to like, it's, it's moving at the speed of slow. You know, it's like all this traditional marketing just takes forever to catch up. Which is bizarre because they should, if, if they know of you, they should know what platform you're on. And then they should also have the metrics for the platform that you're on and not the one that you're not. Like that's, right. that's like, they've, if they come with a number and you're like, we want you on Twitch. It's like, well, I don't have an audience on Twitch. Why mm-hmm. you'd be paying me for nothing basically. Yeah, because most of the time, they, they, like the, the like the developers or like whoever like you're working with, they're working through a, just a third party agency, right? You know, so like they just expect, like they they really are not paying attention, which is right. just still just so mind blowing. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh. Well, I hope I'm. It seems like the transition's working out well for you. I see you streaming yeah. with like Doctor Lupo and stuff, and I was yeah, watching. Ben and I have known each other for years. Baldur's Gate stuff and that, that oh, was yeah. pretty entertaining yes. to watch. Dude, BG3 is awesome. And just like the hardest part is like, it's just like a D and like a real D and D campaign where you have to get your schedules to line up or like, it's just, you'll never finish it. So it's just, it's like a hundred hour campaign. Yeah. We're, we're finally in chapter three. We're like halfway through chapter three. So like we're getting there. It's just at the speed of slow. Yep. But, but we've it's been doing cool that. though. We've I mean, doing... it's gotta be so fun doing that specifically with a friend, you know, the whole way through. Oh, very much so. And I like the way that I play video games is very different from how Lupo plays video games. So like, I'm very like chaotic neutral and I like to like, I like to be an edgy Sith Lord whenever I play like single player games yeah. and he's very goody two shoes. So like anytime I want to do something evil, he's just like, no, you can't. I'm like, watch me. So, so he's, he's the paladin and you're so no, like, I'm the paladin, which is the funniest <laughs> thing. I'm a paladin oath breaker. I Doesn't, broke isn't my, he like, cause I was watching a little bit. Isn't he like the thief stealing? Yeah, he's a thief and he's just like stealing everything. But as soon as I want to like make or sacrifice and you know, or I want to pop an eyeball out and he's like, no, so yeah, I broke, I broke my, my oath. Like the first instance I could and like, I killed an innocent and that entire thing was fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I haven't played it, but Matt is, yeah. Hundreds of hours. Yeah, I love it. it. It's it's my game of the year. I, Easy. I, would, I think it's Easy. everybody's game of the year. That's awesome. Only, yeah. A lot of people are like Starfield. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, Starfield's fun. I mean, I mean, like, you can't compare it to Baldur's Gate. You can't, especially now. I don't, now I don't think you can compare Starfield to Cyberpunk at this yeah. point. Oh my <laughs> god, dude! Cyberpunk now. Like, I'm glad yeah. that I played Starfield when I did because it kind of like it got my my brain ready for an RPG. Yeah, but. Like 20 minutes into Cyberpunk, I was like, this beats the crap out of Starfield. Yeah, like, there's no loading go, screens. You can't go Fantastic. the other way, right? Because the character interactions in Starfield are like pain. And like yeah. Cyberpunk is like natural, like. Oh, so cinematic. Yeah. Like actually, the actual facial expressions like really mean something to you when you see them talk to you. And they're just not like eyeballs mm-hmm. off. Yeah, there's the not. Yeah, you feel like you're friends with Idris Elba. You're like, is he really? Oh my, my god, friend? I loved his performance was phenomenal. Yeah, 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 I really liked it. So good. And like I, and I'm glad yeah. that Keanu comes back for that too. Like it really just brought it home. Because if they didn't have Johnny Silverhands in that, I feel like it would have been awkward, but I was ready for it. I was like, okay, like Keanu's not in this. Like it's all about Idris Elba. That's fine. But this entire performance for Idris definitely brings it home that he should have been Bond. Like, like the story. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like that character was like such perfect a, for that. Such a missed opportunity. I can't believe they didn't go for it, man. It They're was just like, oh my okay. God. He just I think crushed he the whole like, secret though, agent thing. Did he decline it? I, I thought he, there was a lot of back and forth about like why he should or why he shouldn't. And yeah. 
there's always behind the scenes stuff that we don't know where he's right. like, well, if I take yeah. Bond, that means I can't do these three giant sure. franchises or whatever. You know, so who knows what actually mm-hmm. happened. But he nails uh, the secret agent part perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was awesome in this. Um, Tim, you're like one of the... There, I'm slowly creating a collective of other content creators who are also dads because there is the like dad dynamic that i feel is so hard to relate to as like a, a content creator now but um how how old is your kid now how long have you been He's, a dad he just, yeah he just turned four wow which man. is wild yeah dude it's it's nuts like he him and I, he, he's in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle phase right now. So every nice. morning that I come home from the gym, uh, he comes out of his bedroom and he's like, Daddy, I want to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And so I walk upstairs and I put on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle theme song and he's Leonardo and I'm Michelangelo. And like, <laughs> like that's what we do. That's our morning tradition. And the like, updated one or you, do you ever throw the oh, vanilla ice? Uh, oh, I do that. I do the, I, I play the, I played the original and I've tried, I tried booting up the live action Ninja Turtles that I grew up on for me. He, he was not for it. <laughs> uh, oh, the live action was great. <laughs> I love the live action. Like, like, you know, Ninja Turtles two is phenomenal. Uh, and yeah. three, when they go back in time to Japan is just, yeah, I was like, kiss, why are we, right? why is like, rodent? What is this? <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, he loves the cartoons. He's into that. He reads, uh, which is just like wild when like he just like grabs a book and he starts Wait, like reading. He's reading word. at four. Yeah. yeah, he's reading. It's wild. Dang, um, dude. Yeah, he's he's scary smart. Um, and then he knows every, he knows a lot about Star Wars. Um, he said of something. Of course he does. If you're his he dad, said, he said something the other day which like blew my mind because he knew it and my wife had no idea what he was talking about. I can't remember, but it was just like one of those like proud dad moments where it was just like it was like Star Wars lore, and Amy is like. Uh, she's like, I don't know what he's talking about. I was like, I do. I was like, I don't care if you do, but I love that he knows it. So he's just, he's so freaking cool. But yeah, he's just like, being a dad is definitely like, it's, it's hard. It's cool. That he, like, for, like as a content creator, it's cool. Cause he's kind of been a part of the content as he's been growing up. So like my community kind of feels like a part of his life. You know, like he comes in, he wants to talk to chat. You know, he comes in at lunchtime, he brings me lunch and then he's like, I want to talk to chat. So he sits on my knee and he like talks to them. But like, you know, four years ago he was i was holding him you know so it's just it's cool it's it's a lot though man kids are a lot yeah (laughs) i can only imagine it's been uh, for me it's been like the the transition of going from like yeah i'll just keep doing all the content that i normally do and work what 18 hour days whenever i need to uh and also be a dad i don't see what the problem is and then as soon as reality smacks in the face you're like dude and then like oh my god the thought of like, just, you know, did I spend enough time with my kid today? You know, it's just like, oh my God, like, you know, like every action, like could potentially like alter the way he grows up. And like that in the back of my mind is just like terrifying. It's like little things like that, where it's just mm-hmm. a constant, just state of anxiety. Just like, oh God. Yeah. Cause you're your own boss. So you're like, well, I really need to like put more time into this at work and yeah. And, and then, but to do that, I need to sacrifice some time with the family. And so you're not the one making the decision where maybe a boss might make that for you, where yeah. you, you got to go in on the weekend. Oh, can't do anything about it. My boss said that, but now you're your own boss. So now you're like, well, I have to keep my business alive and be like a good dad and constantly balancing it. You're the only one who can blame yourself for I going too far in either <laughs> you're direction. You're the reason. You're the reason why exactly. your kid screwed up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that's the terrifying part. Also, like like you said, like it's like opportunities. You know, it's like man, could I have had that opportunity if I would have done like more of this? But 
you know, you decided to go to the zoo with your family. You know, yeah. it's just like, but at the same time, it's like, you know, streaming in of itself is just a brief moment in time. Whereas like, that's going to be his forever. You know, it's like that, like those are like deep, like <laughs> decisions that you have to make. And it's, it's hard. It's it, and like you said, like 10 years ago, so easy. You know, I could stream for 12, 16 hours and I was like, all right, time to go to bed and I'll do it again tomorrow. Like, that's totally fine. But mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. Like, there's just, it is, it's, it's weird to, I guess, be a grown up. You know, like in, in this industry. It's its own reward. It's It's not a monetary reward. It it really is. It really is. But at the same time, it's like, you know, you do have to weigh out the whole, like, you know, do I, do I do this or do I be a family person? You know, it's like, do I go off and do this thing or do I do that thing? So it's a, it's a lot more, you know, that or this. It became apparent really quickly to me how much this industry is not built for like the family lifestyle. You're like, oh, it became, it became apparent. Really quickly. I thought, I, thought he, I thought he did that one on purpose. I don't think he did. <laughs> no, I wish I did. No, I didn't think about it. But yeah, I got yeah. two. I got two now. And so the second one is just like, forget it. I have to be like starting How old at this your first? time. Uh, he's six now. I just started kindergarten. <sighs> oh my yeah, God. It's pretty wild, dude. I mean, it's getting real. He, he, uh, he woke up with a little nightmare after I put him to bed last night. He usually happens within 30 minutes to an hour of him going to sleep. They come into the room and I'm like, what's up? And he's like crying. I'm like, what was your dream about? And he's like, I realized that one day I'm going to die and there's <laughs> nothing I can do about it. And I went, uh, oh, okay, little buddy. No. I struggle. Don't worry. Those, are, those are deep adult thoughts. Cause yeah, I have I that one too. For it. I was oh, like, I was man. expecting some sort of like, wow. Oh my God. Like I was lonely or something. Yeah, or I lost my favorite Lego or yeah, whatever. And I was like, no, huh? it's death. Nice. Yeah. It was really funny too. Cause he needed a bit of calming down. And so I was like talking him through it and sort of like, all right, well we, we get to live for a really long time. So don't worry. And then like, uh, my wife checks in and I was like, Hey, you want to swap out with me? And then I kind of like whisper in her ear and like, he just, he just asked me about like, you know, that he's going to die someday. And he's freaked yes. out that there's nothing. You Good luck. Have fun. All right. See ya. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny though. But yeah, I know you're not ready for it. There's six and they're asking like the fundamental questions of life. And you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. right. I need to, I need to like brush up on this now. Let me, <laughs> You just come out from gaming and you're like, what? Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like we, we were walking through Target yesterday and we, we walked by like the infant clothes. I'm like, fuck, I miss, I miss the baby. I miss that. It was so much easier, you know, but like it, 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 but at the same time, like it, like dealing with the phases as you, like each phase has been like enjoyable and also like just like hard at the same time. You know, it's yeah. just like, and that's, and that's the cool thing too is like to look back and like, yeah, that was easy. But I remember that being really, really hard because of like X, Y, and Z reasons. Like, damn, I'm glad that's over with. You know, yeah, it's like, but I now you feel this whole nother months. set. I don't no, miss. Was, I don't, I don't miss remember the first, the first year. Yeah, you can't because your brain is so exhausted. You're like literally. There's like science behind it where you just don't retain a lot of that information. And I yeah, think because your body it, wants you to make more of them. Yeah, and you're yeah. just <laughs> there's science that like gets your brain to forget how insane it how was. How miserable the first time, it was, and then uh-huh. you're like. You want to have another? And you're like, yeah, yeah, that's sure, a that good was idea. Great. It was easy. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Ah, uh, man, it does make me wish for the old, 
just doing it in the village way, you know, where you just pass it off to like one of 30 people. And you're like, all right. I'm My brain go. went somewhere else with that. I was like, where are we going with this? Oh, yeah, uh, village way. <laughs> I didn't say I the, where are you going, Matt? Mormon? Is that what we're doing here? No, I, I don't know where you were going with it. So just continue going. Village people, something. That's right. That's where I thought we were going with it. The village people way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Tim, one of the things that like surprised me about you once is because i check in on checking on your stuff from time to time you know as old content creator buddies do we yeah look at what we're up to and i, I saw you streaming um star citizen and i was like wow oh, man what a dirty rabbit hole i did a triple take honestly my headphones fell off my head and i was like what is tim doing in star citizen yeah, right I now spent money on vk oh, oh, like joysticks and stuff it, like, all in yeah. I did, and then I, and then like I I went through a few bad patches, and I was like, I'll wait. I'll just wait until it's in a better spot. Yeah, that's where I'm at right 3. now. Three eighteen dropped, and you I, were like, I saw Bye. Your, I, Yeah, I saw your content. You were showing off the the rover, and it was just like there was like some weird collision, and just like yeah. flipped over. That and was so. the patch they said they made driving physics better. And I <laughs> I'm driving out of the parking garage, and the car flips over. After hitting a speed bump, I'm like, okay, mm. not yeah. going fast either, going slow. <laughs> Just yeah, like real life, where they they were they were bringing in like uh, all the like the tank combat, like they were showing off like tank combat and like all this like really cool like on planet stuff that you could do, and it yeah. still just feels very lacking in that that yeah. department. I've uh, I it's the constant struggle with Star Citizen where they're because it's an active development also live service game which really hardly anything is those two things at the same time yeah. and they're like here's the new features and you're like this tank feels like absolute garbage to drive mm -hmm. it's possibly one of the worst tanking experiences i've ever had and then at the same time you have like a community that's like oh this is awesome and you're like have you played any other games with tanks in them because uh -huh. this is possibly the worst tank experience out there but they've only lived in the verse their entire time like that's it that's <laughs> well, all it's done. the space it's the space dad complex of just like this is the game that i've been waiting for my whole life and i haven't played other games for the past 10 years or something like if i could have if i could have the gameplay loop of starfield in star citizen of like the bounties and like the missions and like the cool stuff that like made starfield like fun um but in like the intense simulator that star citizen is like yeah. man, that would be a really yeah. great game because that's, like that's yeah. the that's biggest the that's the biggest problem for me is the gameplay loop in star citizen is so dry it's so just like you just you can only do so much before you felt like you've gone and done that a hundred million times like how many times can you like go and deliver a parcel or how many times can you go on a bounty hunt yeah and like it, it it gets it's fun for the first couple of times you do it and then it just gets dry well because there's no real like there's no there's no storytelling inside of the verse because like that's where squadron 42 is supposed to come in but in the like the the whole idea of like you make up your your adventure you make up your story is cool to a certain degree it's like I need I need a little bit of hand holding yeah. here. I need you yeah, to you, like you give do me need something to play with there to make your own story within. Right now right. it's it's kind of like Gary's mod in terms of yeah. making your own content because you're like I'll create a challenge for myself and then I'll do that challenge and you're like well that's cool and all but how many times can you do that before you're like I'm done here like yeah like give me a game to work with and I, I agree with you on the Starfield 
thing too is playing the starfield quest and doing like oh i'm saving farmers to like i'm up in space fighting pirates to oh, i'm clearing out a bunker and solving puzzles and getting stabbed yeah. in the back by some weird dude that i just met and then going to star citizen you like and it's like uh go kill this guy here's his coordinates good job here's yeah. some money yeah and, with, and, with ai do you, do you ever see it getting to that point ever though for star citizen because it doesn't feel like it's ever going to get to that point where you're doing i don't know i don't know if we'll get so what what annoys me right now is they have quests that are designed sort of like that but they try and inject them as big group activities so the siege Mm. of orison was supposed to be a quest like that where orison the whole city is under siege i don't know if you played it tim no Um, i have it was rough yeah i know and the problem is people are like it's my favorite event i'm like have you played any game for the past 20 (laughs) years because i don't know how playing an event at 15 frames per second the entire time and the server like lagging itself into the ground is a fun experience yeah i managed to get on outside of the lag and even then um there was one I did a clear, I solo cleared the whole thing. Wow. Because <laughs> nobody else, I guess it was like a little bit after it popped off and everybody had gotten bored or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just had a weird window. And there's like maybe a group of guys trying to do it, but they were like slowly searching around one platform and you can basically cheese it all the way to the end. Yeah. And so I just went through and cleared every single guy. And it's not because I'm gr- good at gaming, but just basic shooter skills because the bots have like five second reaction times yeah they're terrible they're terrible as long as you look around a bit quicker anyway but the 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 point of that is that there was some narrative content there they do come up on little calm channels and they're like oh you're getting closer to the like the cash or whatever and then you'll hear from the friendly commander like we need to group together and like make a push and so you have these sort of voice acted narrative elements in the mission with changing objectives along the way and you're like that's cool but that'd yep. be cool if that was every mission and right. not once a month, once every three months group activity that's going to play at 30 FPS, you know? So unfortunately, all the missions are like, pick up a box, take it here, go here, kill that guy. They just did a Inside Star Citizen episode last week showing off some new missions that they're working on. And one of them is like a data running mission. It's the new data running thing. And you basically mm-hmm. just go to a bunker the same bunker you've always gone to press some buttons on a computer that lets the hackers get access while you also shoot the bad guys and i was like this is the same exact thing as every other mission but you're calling it data running and like whatever (laughs) it's like they just need to be able to start chaining missions together more and doing a little bit of like narrative content in there to spice it up you know but i think they could get there to answer your question matt in a very long format i think they can maybe maybe i'm just because i don't play as much star system as you have but the way i see it is that the quests necessarily aren't going to be narrative driven but they will hopefully facilitate more um player driven narratives situations where it gets a lot of people to go to a certain area have combat encounters and then you've got systems in place that will oh people will come in and they'll salvage the ships and then those Mm. salvage ships (laughs) will try to take their and then maybe piracy will someone will try to take you know steal the salvage that they have and that's and you're trying to bring it back to your base and you're building up your base and then you you create your own story uh not necessarily a rpg you know, we've got characters that would be nice, but I feel like yeah. that would be more of the focus is making it sure, making so that the players can create their own. That is, that is what story. they're trying to do. That's kind of their goal. So one of the other missions they just came out with was like, a, it's like a 
supply a blockade running mission. So there's a bunch of pirates guarding a base and mm -hmm. you have to like get through their blockade and deliver the supplies. And that's supposed to be a community oriented mission where either you can work with the pirates maybe and try and get some supplies and sell them, or you can be on the blockade runners. And it's a cool concept. I, every time they, this all started from jump town, which was kind of an accidental oh, yeah. situation where they created a drug lab where the drugs were selling for an insane amount of money. So everybody mm -hmm. started a fight over the drug lab and then it yeah. turned into a big community event. And then they went, Oh, Hey, this is a community event. And they tried to design it around the community event. The problem they have with the other community events is they usually don't put the value high enough. So people are like, well, I'm going to do this for role playing sake, but the actual, if I spend my time just doing any other mission, I would be making more money. So they keep kind of missing the the goal there, you know, but I also don't think the persistent universe is their primary focus at the moment. I think they're trying to get that squadron 42 shipped. And so I would hope so. I hope like at this rate they're going, Mark Hamill's going to be dead before even oh, like my that God. game comes out. It's okay though. They is he's scan, like, he's like the main lead. Him, <laughs> oh, they did. <laughs> no, I don't know. Older? But that's oh, the, like, I was like, geez, like, well, it's what AI. I would be surprised. Yeah. yeah. I would not be surprised if they did already three. Well, they almost certainly 3d scanned him cause they have him as a character in the game. Right. 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 But um, that's like what the whole Hollywood writer strike part in part is about is they're trying to get rid of the like scanning actors for their likeness and all that. And you're well, like, they, yeah. I, they won. They they won. So. Oh, is it over now? Is it it's over? over. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. They it's they over. got the contract they wanted. Good. Nice. People deserve to make money. So. Yeah. Deserve to be treated well. Make yeah, money. Right. Make a living. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> As Bob Iger sits up there. <laughs> yeah. That's dude. <laughs> Matt, I uh, I see in the notes here that you um you wrote fitness journey. Yes. So oh, yeah. uh, the last time I think I saw you, Tim, was Battlefield One reveal. Mm -hmm. It was at EA Play. Yeah. And your body back then not the same body that you have no, now. No, I was probably yeah probably sixty or seventy pounds heavier. Yeah. And so I yeah. wanted to ask, cause I like to, I, I, you know, fitness is hard. And I was wondering what was the thing that got you what was a spark? Cause it's not motivation is fleeting. Yeah. What was the thing that kind of got you and kept you, kept you going? Yeah. I mean, like I was, I was really big into competitive karate when I was a teenager and early in college. And then I got into streaming. And so like that sedentary lifestyle and kind of like a little, like a little depressed, you know, like when we, when we left Gainesville, when we left UF, uh, all our friends were gone. And so we moved to a place, you know, that wasn't your family. It was, you know, no friends or anything like that. So like streaming was kind of like my outlet for all of that. And so I didn't really prioritize anything else. I've also never, I grew up, I would, I don't want to blame it on, on like my upbringing, but I grew up in a, in, in kind of a, a poor house. And so like our relationship with food was whatever was there we would eat. It's a fair, um, that's a fair excuse. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, you know, I never had like a really healthy relationship with understanding like how my body operated. Um, I didn't, I didn't really realize that I was lactose intolerant or that I have a high sensitivity to egg yolk. Um, you know, too, and so dude. like, and yeah. And so like, I would, I would, you know, I grew up eating eggs. I grew up eating cheese and I just assumed that like the way that my body felt was normal. Um, and so to answer your question directly, the big changing factor was actually my kid. 
Mm -hmm. Um, that was, that was the big defining moment. I was trying to like get my weight under control and, and, and whatnot and like, and try to figure out diets. You know, I did like the fat thing. I tried doing keto and like all that stuff, but I, I, it was never really analyzing the root problem, which was understanding how my body functioned and what type, like what type of foods I needed to eat in order to sustain my, my body. Um, so kid comes along. I'm like, you know what? I want to be able to run with him. I want to be able to play with him. I don't want to be that dad. That's kind of just like sitting in the background, just be like, good job, kiddo, you know, and just like can't like kick a ball with him. Hell yeah. Um, So so that was the really big, big driving force to like really like figure it out. And then for my 30th birthday, um, like I I started working out, I'd lost some weight, but I was still like in a place where I was like, man, I just, I I know I could do better. Like, what am I missing here? And I was trying to do like the calorie tracking, like all this stuff, but I went and saw a sports nutritionist. Okay. And like we did like the whole, like we did like a whole like blood panel with like, they tested my blood against like 186 different proteins. You know, so I learned that I was lactose intolerant. I learned that I was sensitive to egg yolk. I learned that I shouldn't be eating quinoa and like all of these things that I was. I didn't realize they didn't tell you all of that stuff. Yeah, dude. I mean, like it was kind of pricey. It was like $500, but it like, instead of like doing like the normal, like food, food sensitivity test where they, they put your blood up against like, they look at whatever's in your blood. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like this, they took my blood and put up against proteins instead of seeing what the proteins were in my blood. Um, so I wouldn't, they, it was trying to get rid of false positives. And so like, that was like the most accurate test that we could take. And like, it was, it's amazing. Like it was a complete night and day change. Once I like went through a whole month of just like detoxing and getting that all out of my system, uh, weight just fell right off. And like, in like, in like understanding it, like, Hey, like if you're gonna have carbohydrates, awesome. Have them around your workout, like use them for fuel, what they're supposed to be used for. And like, you know, putting fats towards the end of the day. So it's a longer burn going into the next day and things like that. Like just really like, oh, I love having it. Yeah, like having just a good relationship with food. And it's funny, it's like I went to school for all of this. I went to school for biology and I, I took my nutrition class and all that stuff. But even then, none of that was really taught. And I think it's so frustrating because it's such a simple thing, but all this stuff gets so gay kept. You know, like you have to follow it. Like you try following like all these like, you know, the, the influence of the, the, the influencers that are working out and they're doing like the diet stuff and whatnot. And like they make you like follow their programs and whatnot. But it's like, it's a really simple thing. And like, that's the one thing I've been preaching on like, like, because people come to me, they ask like, Hey, what did you do? Like, what's going on? It's like, it's so frustrating that the simple things took so long. And to it really, out. and yeah. it really is, is fairly it, simple. It really is. Caloric deficit is like, yep. you know, how finding, finding what your BMR is, figuring out like what's your maintenance calories and like, and then just shooting underneath it and being yep. in a caloric deficit three to 400 calories. And that's it. And you're good. And all come, just comes right off. I've been yep. able to, I've been able to shred in bulk multiple times. And it's like been the easiest thing for me because like before it would have been so daunting, but now like, I know what I need to do. I just get it done. Like, that's it. I find what I find frustrating a lot about the influencer side of things is that they, it is very, what is the word I'm looking for? You, they, they always put parameters around it Mm -hmm. where it's like, you can't eat any carbohydrates or you're only eating meat or you're only, it's like, just eat a balanced diet. Mm -hmm. Don't have as many calories. And statistically, you know, biologically, you're going to lose weight. You don't need to do this crazy. Yeah. And you're, and it's going to make you probably healthier. Um, and you're going to stick with it longer because you're not depriving yourself of something that your body is craving. And I just find that really frustrating that all of everyone seems to like, Oh, if only I did this, if only I followed this keto diet or not saying that they don't work, but they're hard to work because Mm -hmm. you're constantly having these cravings well they're marketed as like the easy fix right because right yeah most definitely i think for like even a week or something i was like i'll try the all meat diet that sounds great and then you're doing it like this is the worst thing ever i feel awful Uh and i look at a steak and i just want to die you know and you're like (laughs) the 
I think like the craziest thing was like switching from the the mentality of this is a diet versus this is my life now. Yes. Like this is just how my life is going to be versus like once I reach this goal, I'm back to normal. And like everyone's on a diet. Everyone's exactly. on a diet. Exactly. Your diet is just what you're putting in your yeah, in exactly. your system. And yeah. it, people yo-yo so much because they follow like this fad diet or they try to do this and they try to do that. And then like they'll see results and then they won't see the result because like they initially just lost water. And they're like, oh, and, <laughs> yeah. but now I'm not losing the fifth, like the five pounds that I lost last week. It's like, yeah, because you peed most of that out. Now the hard work starts. And then like people get so frustrated and they lose one pound of fat. But then you look at a pound of fat. Look at what that is. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot, lot of mass. Like just just it's dense. It's just big. It's gross. And like so good. Like people, you know, they don't they don't take the joy in like the small steps. They want to see like the big like 50 or 100 pounds. But like just to see like a one to two pound loss is huge. Yeah. And the and same so thing, just, the same thing is for muscle gain too. If you go into oh, a gym, very much so. if you go to the gym and you come out and then you, the next day you look at yourself in the mirror, you, nothing's changed. You look the same, mm-hmm. but you keep doing that and you keep doing it regularly. A month will go by and you will have changed, yep. but it's the small incremental thing that makes it so tough for people is that they don't get that instant gratification. And exactly. so you just have to be in it for the long haul, which is hard. And I'm not very saying much it's not so. hard, but what do you do? But once for, you, once um, you stay consistent, it's like, it's just, it's a part of your life. Yeah. How much food prep, like, that's the thing that's always gotten to me is like actually getting good, healthy food that tastes decent at the same time yeah. is like either I got to make it myself, I got to yep. go like do a lot of preparation work or there really isn't much you can just go out and grab that falls into the like, hey, this is fairly decent, healthy food. I've found it to be more enjoyable when I make my food versus going out and trying to get pre-made stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause I get so frustrated when I can't like, I can't hit my macros. Right. And so it's like, I find it more satiating and just more enjoyable when like we've meal prepped. So like every morning for me is always the same food. I always have a banana before I go to the gym. When I come home, I've got six and a half ounces of chicken, rice and some sweet potatoes. And like, that's my breakfast. And like, so like I have a very like scheduled like routine when it comes to my food. Um, but like, just like in, in, but like switching it up and like finding ways of making that enjoyable is I think part of like the, like it's, it's part of the fun for me. It's almost, I, I, I constantly try to like say that it's a, it's like a video game. I'm always trying to like min max. I'm always trying to <laughs> like find fun ways to like change these things up. And so like, I've kind of just turned that into a video game for me. Um, but yeah, like meal prepping is huge. Like just being able to like, like my wife and I like we'll sous vide up like six pounds of chicken. You know, like we'll, we'll sous vide that up and then we'll Sounds like, fun. you know, I pull it apart and then like that's my, those, that's all of my protein for the week. How long does it take to sous vide six pounds of chicken? Um, a couple like, hours. Oh, really? Okay. That's not yeah, as it's long not, as It's I not thought. bad. Yeah. No, okay. just like you pop, we do, we do it on Sunday. So we just like pop it in the sous vide for like throughout the day. And then like when it's done, we just like in the evening, we'll pull it out. Nice. Nice. It is yeah, funny I how think, much you start to learn in like, at least for me, I was in my thirties about just like. Uh, weird stuff I've been putting in my body that's been making me feel like garbage for my entire life. I'm like, oh, yeah. I thought everybody just felt like trash all the time. Yeah, dude. Like for me, like yes. for cheese, I thought like I thought cheese pizza. I thought eating pizza was like that was normal. I figured everyone just kind of like their belly hurt a little bit. No, yeah. <laughs> like, no. and that sucks. That like you know, I grew up like living like that. You mm-hmm. know, just like back to the whole. I like, wish there was a handbook for how to be alive. You're just like, <laughs> hey, here's the things you should do. Well, it's so, not, it's not intuitive because everybody's standing around eating pizza and then we all like go home and, and uh-huh. 
you don't like analyze yourselves or anything You're like oh, how'd that make you feel how'd that make you feel oh we're different also and what we because you don't think about it that way you go yeah. we're different we're taller and have different hair and whatever but you don't think about the eating part and then only like, when you're older you're like of course it's so obvious but it just isn't when you're younger because you're not really taught to think about it that way well, I also feel like as you get older, too, you you get more susceptible to what you eat. Because when I was younger, yeah, I could eat anything, that's true. anything, yeah. and I would be fine. Yeah. I but now good. if I have like a cinnamon roll, I like I pass out. Like I'm just, <laughs> I'm just done. Right. I even, I even get like even a little bit of a headache. Like it's, it's bad. So yeah. I, 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 things really matter. And I can notice instantly, like the other day, I wasn't feeling very, I was kind of feeling a little lethargic. I had some yogurt, the protein got in me and I was like, bam, all of a sudden my, my head just cleared. I was like, uh -huh. this is stupid. Why am I like this? Just Sucks be normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny though. My kid, my kid likes to eat pizza and there's like, there's a spot that, that we've, we've gone to. They, they do like, um, like my wife is like gluten tolerant. So like they have like a gluten free crust and, and whatnot. And like, they changed the recipe. So like their, their dairy free cheese, like just is not working for me. And like my kid, he loves pizza and he's like, he's like, why can't we go there? I was like, because it makes daddy's tummy upset. He's like, do you need to go see a doctor? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, no, not that kind of sick. It was just like, fix yourself, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Right. <It's> like, <laughs> so like trying to, trying to teach him too. It was like, Hey, like people are different. Like it, what, what might taste good for you? Not so much for daddy. Yeah. Yeah, it's What's crazy how much milk, milk we give to kids, too, when they're, like, young, too. Because I heard that might be, like, part of why a lot of people are lactose intolerant or, like, have issues Eight, with 80 it. 80% percent of the entire population on the planet is lactose intolerant. We yeah, are the say, I think all, we're the only mammal on this planet that consumes other mammals' milk past infancy. Yeah, it is the weirdest thing, and there is like, and so like our bodies are just not designed to. It's on like the really food pyramid, it. man. It's it's got yeah, the exactly. milk on the very yeah. top. Yeah. yeah, Matt, was your what was your question? Uh, uh, what protein? So if you can't eat eggs and you can't do your lactose intolerant, what, what's your go-to protein snack? Yeah. So, um, oh man, uh, I actually really like doing uh like protein powder pancakes. Um, so there is a, um, uh, whey protein isolate, um, is totally fine. It is lactose. It's really ultra filtered you just out eat tons um, of pancakes protein. And you look yeah. Like so that, like that's, a, that's, on, that's my go-to man. I love making protein pancakes. <laughs> They're so good because well, you don't need to use flour. You don't oh. have to use any flour. I literally do two scoops of protein powder, uh, baking, baking powder, um, a little like fake egg binder. It's like yeah, tapioca. I was going to say, how do you make it things. without the eggs? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because there's, because there are fake eggs that you can go and buy. It's like tapioca and a couple other like weird things that all come together and like you mix it with water and it comes out just like the same. <laughs> that is the, the same... fest. That is the weirdest pancake. You're using, yeah, it's, you're not using it's, flour and you're not using eggs. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's like my, my favorite go-to man. Oh, okay. I'll have to try that. All right, I'm going to have to I'll switch my, 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 my Sunday pancake schedule, man. Uh, if you guys want to talk about for game me was, news I, a little bit. Yeah, let's, let's knock that out. We, we generally talk about a little bit of game news on the podcast, or a lot, depending on what's going on that week. Um, there's been some crazy stuff in gaming. I don't know how much, usually as streamers, we get affected by, or you guys get affected by it a bit more in terms of like uh, anything <laughs> that dropped that week you immediately know about. But there's been some crazy stuff behind the scenes with, um, did you guys hear about Epic firing 900 people from their company? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And this comes, I think it's kind of a ramification of the whole tech sector right now. Yeah. A lot of tech sectors are doing it. Yep. Yeah. Didn't didn't Blizzard just fire more people too? Mm -hmm. They're all firing. And I think um, what's happening right now, and this kind of went right alongside with Sega canceling hyenas. Did you also hear about that? Mm -hmm. That game looked like it was 99% done. Like, almost ready to ship. There's people playing in the beta and like a lot of the feedback was like, this is actually pretty fun. Like it's really, yeah. I heard that from a bunch of people and they're saying that the, the marketing was kind of doing it a disservice, making it look just like sort of some Fortnite in space type game and that it was actually really strategic and interesting. But I think we're kind of hitting that, that gaming bubble right now where COVID hit, the demand for digital products and games and everything went crazy. All the companies either hired tons of people or started big projects. And now we're seeing a lot of that aftermath in the video game sector start to come out right now or near the end of its development cycle. And I think Hyenas is probably a product of that, of just being like, oh, the we need to make a game. Digital sectors on fire. It's sort of like a battle royale, extraction royale, AI, NPC, PvP thing that I think was pretty hard to define. And then they pulled the plug before even launching the game, which the beta must have really struggled to get a player base. If if that's the case, I, I yeah. think it was I think all it was closed. closed. It was closed beta though. That was the problem. Oh. And like the only advertisement that I ever saw for it was on Twitter. Yeah. Well, like, I that's think, how I learned about it. Well, I, I think, think it was the closed, yeah. but you just had to sign up. Like you just had to request on Steam and you got like instant access. Yeah. I think it's one of those where it's like, it's closed, but they just do that so that they, if, if it does have a flood, they can manage how many they, they bring in. I was, um, I was watching a video from somebody who played in the closed beta a bit. And a lot of the concern was that they're launching it as a paid title when basically a lot of other competing games were all free to play. Yeah. And I think Sega ran the numbers, realized that this was not going to take off, or if it did, they were going to have to put a lot more money into it to try and gamble to see. And they just figured they were going to just lose a lot more money if they tried to launch it as a free to play. And even as a paid title, it would just generate bad PR for them. If they're like, here's a $20 game or a $30 game. And then, the people who buy it don't have anyone to play with because it doesn't sell well enough. And then it just looks bad for the company. And then they're trying to sell their next game. And they're like, Oh, it's a Sega game or, or whatever the, the company um, that makes total war was making I feel it. bad for but, the devs to work that long on a game and have it nearly come out. It's in closed beta and like yeah. it, it's close to release and just have it be axed right, right at the finish line. I think the game industry has got to be one of the hardest places to work in because that doesn't happen as much in the film industry because usually like the project gets axed at the start though, right? (laughs) Like like you look at film and it's like usually it gets trashed at the start before they start making it. Yeah. Is this the Snow White thing or whatever you're talking about? Uh, No, there was like a couple of DC films that were were axed. Batgirl got got crushed. Um, yep. And like it was completely filmed. Like they had, tra- filmed. They had trailers for it. It they, was ready yeah, to go. Yeah, everything. It was ready to go. And they're like, nah, in the vault you go. Yeah. Yeah. So. Didn't they do that with? Um, I heard they were they were thinking about doing that with the Indiana Jones movie, and then they like had to like completely redo a whole bunch of stuff with it or something. Because the yeah, audience it wasn't is, all that great either. 
I didn't yeah. see it. Well, I mean, if you hear that from the beginning, you're like, well, what's the what's the re-edit going to be? Like, it can't possibly be like a fantastic film. It's going to be yeah. like passable. I didn't watch it though, but yeah, it just seems like in the game industry right now, there we're hitting that bubble. And I, I, cause we had so many good games come out this year, but it's almost, yeah. if you think about it, like if Starfield had come out right after cyberpunk, it might've like lost half its sales. Like we don't actually know what had happened, but you're hitting all these big titles right next to each other. And, it's just like a saturation like I've never seen since I started doing YouTube. I don't think I've seen this many games come out back to back to back of high quality, you know, like decent production quality. And then the Immortals of AVM came out like a month ago and like predictably tanked, but it, it didn't even get it didn't even take off. Really. It didn't do anything. No. And but I heard I it mean, was great. I heard it was a really good game. Mediocre. Yeah. yeah. It was mediocre. okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't play I, it. I didn't. I didn't think it was worth my. It, it, it visually for me when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, "No, I'm good." Like the whole like first person space or first person magic cod thing yeah. just seemed kind of off. Some people liked it, but it just when you saw what it was going up against, and then there were yeah. like fifty dollars plays. You're like, uh, "Nobody's going to drop that on this because yeah. you're surrounded by some of the best games ever made, all dropping at the same time." And then mm-hmm. they're like, Immortals of Avium, come play. Yeah. And you're like, wait, it's single player only for $50? And the campaign's like seven hours and it's not like an open world, whatever. I don't know if it's seven hours. It might have been longer. but um, It was longer than that, but it had poor performance for me, at least. And yeah, that, was the real, that was the real deal breaker is the performance just wasn't. Poorly, up, but they had to lay off, I think, after studio after that one. Yeah, so, it sucks. Yeah, you're like, Aww. that's. I think there's a lot of companies right now that are sort of doing that math right now and they're like well here's especially if they're a free-to-play title or they need some sort of uh microtransaction profit model built into their their equation there they're probably strongly looking at canceling the whole project because of how much it costs to launch and promote and advertise a game you're like oh man this is this is bad and you can't shelve a game like you can a movie you know like you film a movie you get it ready to sh- to push into theaters and titanic's launching so you're like well we can't launch it alongside titanic and then let's just shelve it till next holiday season or summer or whatever but with a game you can't just keep the dev team on in the background and be like well we'll just wait like they cost a lot of money to keep around yeah. and yep. then you can't launch the game without the dev team because there will inevitably be issues and they need to be there to fix it and whatever so yep games kind of get screwed but what's uh, so crazy is you have games like like battle bit that dropped this year mm-hmm. or even like i played a game yesterday Witchfire. that's yeah. like battle bit had a dev team of three and was awesome Witchfire is a dev team of 12 and that is actually a ton of fun. I think mm-hmm. like they're like what they've done with that is really cool. It's like a Souls first person like roguelike shooter. I think yeah, I think you had a better cool. experience than I did because I really I, played I it had and a I great liked time. It. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. What what, what happened with with your experience? Uh, I found that it so it's really it's a hard game and yeah. the beginning was rough and I think my biggest issue was it the world that you're in it got a bit repetitive like you were just constantly bombarded by uh enemies and then on mm-hmm. top of that i could never find heals so yeah that's definitely the one part that's the problem that i'm having right now i only put four hours into it and i was like this is fun and then i like i got to the point it, where i was like it's starting to scale and i don't know if i'm like if it's just yeah me. And, and that's the thing is if you level up the enemies get harder 
Yeah. So you leveling up and getting a little bit more HP, it's like, oh, well, now you're going to have to deal with even more enemies and they hit harder and you're you have like only a little bit more extra stats. So I think the balancing is a little off. And the biggest thing is the heals. I don't know why they need you to go out and like find the herb, the herbs to get it when you could constantly. just constantly you could just have it like Dark Souls. Like, oh, you yeah. have three flasks now. Every time you go in, you've got three. We're good. I don't know why there needs to be this constant revolving door. But the joys of where this game is right now is that it's in early access and like yeah. it's like and that's the other thing too is it like you know what if Avium like you know came out like a lot earlier and they were able to work with people and and things like that like I feel like gaming the way like the traditional way of making video games also needs to change. Yeah. Like if you're trying to like hit certain marks or you're trying to do certain things like I feel like the traditional way that we've gone about like dealing with like video game releases and things like that I think it needs to change with the times. So you have a better product. Yeah. Right. Like, if you have a game that's able to come out early and you're not going to try to like bait people in with like an $80 purchase to get in and play early and get mm-hmm. feedback. Like if it's like an, it, it's, if it's a, a low entry point and you can kind of like play the game as it's developing, like, like star citizen in a certain way, like you are able to play it as it's developing and give feedback and like be a part of like that whole story. Um, I feel like like people end up getting more out of that than they do of like spending $60 on a game. It's like, well, this was crap. Yeah, I think there's going to be and I we're probably seeing it in the tech center center right now with all the different companies laying off so many employees is they're trying to make their companies more lean and efficient. Uh, That's what they talked about doing with Battlefield when they brought in the new management and they're like, we need to get Mm -hmm. this team lean, able to pivot, able to adapt to whatever we come across in development and sort of. Yeah come up with better ideas. That's what the indie industry is so good at doing because they're yeah. small teams that are passionate and they're like, well, there's four guys that understand the game, like the back of their hand, that's the whole dev team. And now we can kind of move and realize the problems all at the same time. And then you look at big industry and you're like, well, marketing's building the game. Really? They're in charge. I don't know why this happens all the time, but marketing ends up being in charge of all these big projects. And mm-hmm. like, these are the last guys that honestly should be in charge because they go, oh, well, there's a market for this, so make a game around this, and now all of a sudden we're in charge of a project. And you're like, well, you're not game developers, so great, yeah. you found the niche, but then you end up being in charge of it long term. And so you get all these really weird development process problems in the big studios. And I was working with a big company the other day who's I won't mention because I'm going to talk trash about them a little bit, but <laughs> they were sort of saying like, uh, we're really excited about how open and transparent we're being with the community right now. And I'm like, you guys are so far from being open and transparent. Like the fact that you think you're being open and transparent is like core to the problem of like why your community doesn't trust you at all and stuff. So it was just sort of an interesting experience of hearing them thinking that they're being like way, like really good about all their PR and interaction and stuff. I'm like, you guys like, aren't telling people anything and you're giving them like really misleading vague stuff and like nobody likes it and it's very stuck in the old ways of being a big company and they just don't know how to they just don't quite see what's going on around them and it sucks at the end of the day it's always legal that's always that is always the reason why you're like why can't you say this like legal says we can't because it would yeah. affect their it would it would affect their stock prices. You know, like that's always what it comes down to is like is it going to make the C suite happy? Like is it going to like affect our bottom line? Like all yeah. of these things where like it ends up it ends up ruining a lot of like like you said like that 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 customer uh, to like developer 
relationship. You know, it's like where you like, you really want it, like trust them. You want to believe in the product that they're making. And at the end of the day, mm -hmm. when they can't really tell you what's going on, like it, it, it's hard. It's very, very difficult to really trust, you know, anyone in the industry right now. And also they, gamers don't help. Yeah. Gamers, yeah, sure, that's sure. true. Yeah. Like you see, you hear so many stories of developers wanting to be transparent and wanting to talk to the community. And then as soon as they open up, they get dogpiled on by a Death bunch threats. of, even if it's, even if it's only a couple of people, there's yeah. enough people that they just drown out the positivity and ruin it because they don't want to mm -hmm. deal with, like you said, death threats and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm guilty of it too with the battlefield, not death threats, but uh, just, oh, just against me too. Uh, damn, dude. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> DLC was too expensive, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I, when, um, I forgot which developer it was on Battlefield for, I think BF4 was quoted as saying our netcode's like magic or whatever. I must have re-promoted that meme like 20 times, you know. Oh, I'm sure the yeah. guy obviously regrets the heck out of ever saying that. Because the game launched and the netcode was dog shit, you it was know? terrible, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, you, you say more stuff, you be more open, you're more transparent, you open yourself up to a lot yeah. more. The internet doesn't forget, right? You say something a year ago, and they're like, but you said a year ago, and now you're going back on your word. But it's, um, it's a weird thing where the big companies don't want to say anything that could be construed as almost weakness where yeah. I was trying to make a video for this company recently and they they were really just getting into my vocabulary of the video and they're like we don't really like how you per use this word it could be construed I'm like you guys are up your own asses like this is insane <laughs> and if I use your words it's going to sound like an ad read like and it's, it's not so gonna be insane your voice. yeah it's not gonna be my voice it's not gonna be an opinion about something it's just gonna be your marketing ad read on whatever this is and it's they just can't stop themselves and they just got that marketing brain and i i think marketing and the way that their the legal involvement and all that stuff has got to change with these big studios if they want to I don't know, hack it in the like modern gaming world. Obviously they're doing fine, but I think they're they're firing a lot and they're gonna have to scale back and redesign their process. So we'll see what the AAA world looks like in another two years from now. It might be completely yeah. different. I would love to see just more indies like just pop off. Like it was like mm -hmm. I feel like the indie scene has slowly just continuously started to creep upon the AAA world. Yeah. And like I'm all for that. Put more power to the people. Yeah, and like let them like it's where you finally get good ideas to. too, different yeah, ideas. Yeah, most definitely. You're not going to get the same rehashed Assassin's Creed over and over and over again, yeah. you know. <laughs> or you're not going to get the same copy of a shooter, you know. It's just like it's really fun to see like what creativity can be expressed in a video game when you're given the tools and you're given the freedom. You know, like yeah. some of the stuff that some of the stuff that I see on TikTok of like one to like a person who like downloaded Unreal Engine and is just making their own game. Yeah, have yeah. you seen one Doku? person? Have you seen Doku's game? Uh, Doku. I saw I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, isn't that? Insane? I think I think you retweeted it. Okay, I probably did one of the times. He uh, yeah, one guy making this game that it looks better than almost any other shooter I've seen in terms of the mechanics. Like obviously he's one dude, so it's not going to be a, like this insanely content rich experience or something. Yeah. But the mechanics and the shooter shooting style, I got to play his game a while back and it's just like mind blowing how one dude is creating a game that's like super innovative and you're like, well, the first person shooter has been like done to death. How do you innovate yeah. the shooter? And he's like, well, here's my idea on it. And you're like, this is great. How come mm -hmm. nobody else has thought of all this cool stuff? Like he's bringing back classic 
genres, but updating them in fun ways. And just That's like, cool. this is one dude without anybody in his way of like yeah. stopping. Is this him the from one that realizing. goes like slow-mo? Yeah. He's got some slow-mo okay, kind of bullet okay. timey stuff going on some, but he's got crazy like stuff where you can like get bullets that track people, you shoot them and then the next shot will track the target, but they're slow bullets. So you can kind of dodge them a bit. It's like balanced. It's, there's crazy stuff. And then it's like Kung Fu mixed in there and you can block bullets with oh, your sick. samurai sword and stuff. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is really cool. Like in one dude, one dude's doing it. And then there's that guy yeah. that's doing the road to Vostok by himself. Yeah. Uh-huh. He just and switched and engines adding a bunch from of new Unity stuff. to uh, Godot or Godot, whatever you want to say it, called that engine. He's he's developing it by himself and he switched he's switching over to Goodell by himself That's because wild. of the Well he doesn't Unity want to get charged debacle. for running his Yeah, yeah. I know. Crew Unity, Unity. Yeah, Good God. Blow up a what we a talked mess, about dude. that last week, but it's pure insanity. I've never seen a worse decision from any company. And I've I watched EA launch some city. So I mean, you know, there you go. Isn't the same guy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. 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 The same yeah. head dude. Well, yeah. Yeah, right? How crazy uh-huh. would it be if that guy was the dude who that was like ship Sim City, and they were like, "No, <laughs> it's gonna crash and burn." He's like, "Ship it." <laughs> Don't surprise me. That would be. Wild. I'm sure our timelines are off or whatever, but maybe not. And he might actually have been the dude. Uh, what do you guys think about Counter Strike Two deleting CS:GO and just being like, "Here's the new Counter Strike." I don't know how any skin in the game. Yeah. I, Neither do I. <laughs> I mean, like, Nor do I had CSGO. I bought it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like, it kind of, like, sucks, but... Like, I, I like playing Counter-Strike because I think it's, like, I think that I'll be good at it, and then I pick it up, and I'm like, I'm oh, terrible. Yeah. Trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, yeah. like, I try to hit a shot. I'm like, why can't I ADS with this gun? This is very frustrating for me. Yeah. Like, you need to know the recoil pattern. Dude. They yeah. added in a okay. really cool feature for new players where it will follow your reticle will follow the recoil now. So oh, you actually have now a vi- yes, and it's great. Thank so God. now you yeah, have it's a, the an most idea. Intuitive game ever when you need to yeah. learn recoil, you have to download trainers to learn the recoil. And you're like, why? Do, yes. Why isn't there a system in the game to learn the game? <laughs> it's only one so of now, the biggest games on the planet. You would think they would have an easier onboarding experience. So now you know, oh, I thought I was hitting those shots, but in reality, I could see that it bounced the left and above his head a little bit, yeah, and then it kind of yeah. evened out up there. So it makes it a lot easier to like grasp, and it's a good, great learning tool, but it's still, it's still it's Counter-Strike. Still, you still have to memorize yeah. the AK recoil pattern, Yeah, and that's hard. Yep. Yeah, Very Vis- hard. Visually, it looks awesome. Like yeah. I love like all of like, the new things that it's doing, like watching like smoke and the way that it interacts and how like that's how really like, a cool. lot more strategic it is. Like that's cool. Like for me, like seeing that, like those innovations, neat. Mm-hmm. But it's still Counter Strike. But they're in a place where you're you're exactly right. It's Counter Strike, and if they try to deviate from that too much, yeah, they can. They the can, community's man. going yeah. to the rebel. Because I, I don't blame them. Like we're, we've been playing this game for twenty years. We added. We don't want you to change it. <laughs> the game. What's my like, you imagine? <laughs> It's like playing League for me. Like it's so hard for me to get back into League because League of Legends has changed so much from when I used to play it hardcore. Like jungle timers are often like ten years ago. Baron is different, and like getting dragon means something completely different now. There's all these different wards and bugs that are scuttling up the river and things. So it's like it's like there's it's still League, but there's still like fundamental things that have changed. So like the mechanics are just so awkward for me now. so like I couldn't imagine that for a Counter Strike player to be like, could you imagine like they just changed how like the op works? You know, it's yeah. like oh shit, this it would be so jarring for somebody. 
Yeah. And they're also CSGO still kind of top of the game when it comes to esports shooters. Oh, yeah. So they're not going to try and the, if it works, don't fix it type thing. So they're just making the engine better and a lot of the other mm -hmm. stuff. But even then, within the very, very nuanced mechanics, there was um, someone like tweeted out what Shrad said on his stream. He's like, CSGO is going to be the death of Counter-Strike. <laughs> And I don't even know what his critique was of it. And I generally, I do respect Shroud and his opinion on things, but I was like, wow, that's, that's a pretty crazy hot take, um, to look at like a game that has like very, just a handful of things that are different from the previous one. You said Counter-Strike Go will be the death no, of it? Or Counter-Strike, sorry, what did, what, I'm not sure what you I said. said go. Like, sorry. Yeah. Counter-Strike 2 will be the death of Counter-Strike or something like that's, that. That's a bold statement. That is a very big statement. Is it because it's free to play? Well, Counter-Strike Go was free to play by the end, too. Was it? Yeah. I remember paying for it. I remember like dropping like 20 bucks. Yeah, they eventually yeah. transitioned on over. Oh, okay. but it, I'm yeah. not sure. I should have dove into that more uh, to figure out what he was actually talking about. But he was playing with a bunch of other uh, pretty top-tier players that were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, all right, Trad. Like, it's a uh, bit okay. over the top. So I don't know if he was just kind of throwing stuff out there but he also could just maybe had a bad day and wasn't vibing and was frustrated he didn't have his protein in there he didn't have his <laughs> yogurt man he didn't have his yogurt he didn't have his yogurt and it was like counter-strike 2 sucks the death of counter-strike i know i've said stupid things when i'm frustrated i'm like why did i say that I'm like i don't actually believe that like what am i doing yeah. shut up yeah we've all been there man we've all been there you have any good stream screw-ups snafus tim that you uh probably more than i would like to count i'm sure <laughs> Anything that ever uh, got you in hot water or stuff that you would rather not bring up? No, on the thankfully not. No, thankfully there was never anything that was like borderline cancel, you know, like thankfully. Or like where I was like, oh, I may have said like too many curse words like in a stream, but like outside of that, nah. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Matt, I, I know you had the milking incident, but other than that, um, that was like <laughs> eight years ago. Did you get milked? <laughs> no, what? No, what? Oh, okay. Is that what, we, I'll let you tell Tim what you said. Um, I don't want to go down. I don't want to go down that memory. I mean, we all know. I mean, do you want me to tell him or do you want to tell him? You know, I mean, you can knows. tell if you want. Everybody knows. I'm, I'm past that. I got, dude, I got like people eight years later were c constantly saying that. It's like, okay, it's the joke's dead. It's been 80 years. We can move on. <laughs> it's never going to die for me, Matt. It's like the greatest thing you've ever said. Uh, I don't know what you were playing. Rainbow Six, maybe? Something? It was Rainbow Six, yeah. Rainbow Six, and you were, you had, something happened in game that required you to make an exclamation. And you said, milk me mother, like that. Like, really oh, loud. that's where that, that's where that meme came from. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Tim knows it. He doesn't even yeah. know the origin. He's like, what? No, like I've, yeah. Yeah, I've known that meme. Yeah. That's yeah. where yeah, it came yeah, from. Yeah. Cause yeah, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've had people like when, when I was streaming siege that came into my chat all the time. <laughs> really? God, oh, I yeah, can't believe dude. that oh, was like everywhere. Like, oh amazing. yeah. Like that, that was a very tight knit community, man. Yeah, <laughs> everybody knew everybody. That makes me really happy to know that it just. I had a guy at an event come up to me somehow. and he said that to me. I was like, "What the?" It was like a he was like in his forties. I was like, "What the <laughs> hell is going on right now?" <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Oh man! Oh man! The live Those world. Those were the days, indeed. Oh, I wanted to quickly. Uh, have you guys heard of the game called United 1944? No. Do you mean I'm, Battalion? I. It's called United. It's called United. United 1944. It's not a game about the United Airlines. Steam. 
And United it had a airlines. Yeah. Well, I was the first it had a, uh, flight 19, 1944 for, you it had a beta this weekend. I don't know if it's still going on. Is it world it's, war two? Yeah, it's world war two. Oh, it's got a base building. Was it like it, rust? Yes. Yeah, but it it's like, world war two rust yeah. battlefield mix. Oh, and it wow. had no one playing it, which is why I wanted to talk about it. It had like 30 people playing when I was, it was, it was rough. It was hard yeah. to find a game. It has an RPG element to it. It has a skill tree. So the way it works is each team has a base that they start off with their headquarters and then you need to go around the map and you collect stuff. So you collect resources like in Rust and then you can either build up your base and protect your base, but also you need to find these, um, these safes around the map, which brings back Intel, which allows you to make your own bases. So you basically will have these set points around the map, A, B, C, D, E, like in Battlefield, yeah. but you choose where you want your other objectives to be located. The more objectives you have, the more tickets burn on the enemy team, just like in Battlefield. But then you have to fortify those bases with walls, with um, you can put down barbed wire and mines and stuff like that. And then the enemy can decide, well, do we want to just build up our own bases and try to establish our own? Or do we want to go in with bazookas and level up our skill tree? Because you have to decide, am I going to go base building this round or am I going to go guns this round and then blow up their own objectives? It's Hmm. It was surprisingly fun. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, it looks decently high production quality too from watching the the little trailer here. Yeah. It's jank, don't get me wrong. Okay. It's okay. indie for sure, but it was such a cool blend of it's cuz like in in Rust it takes days to get things going, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a very slow process, but in this it was a like a 45 to I think it, some games lasted like an hour, but 45 minute match start to finish and it, you kind of get that whole builder base you go attack the enemy you can have that back and forth at offense and defense do so you kind of get the rest experience in a bite size in a, in a way yeah. yeah in in a way it was cool i can it see i can see that yeah it seems like steam is like is steam involved in this it. or no uh, yeah, i don't know if they are are you did you get to play matt so you got to play yeah i got to play i played it for a night how was okay. the gunplay uh, it was decent. It wasn't great. Yeah. Um, okay. That was actually what critique that I had is that there were some guns that were pretty fun. Like the SMG was really good. And then they had these other ones where it gave you like a huge reticle because you're using World War II weapons. And so it just kind of yeah. like sprays bullets down range. I'm like, ah, I don't know That's if I really like that. This, there's a there's a clip on the Steam page of this guy running around with an MG42 and like the crosshairs like almost the size of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was the thing I didn't really like is I felt like the gunplay and things could have been tighter. Yeah. And there's also no armor or anything. So once the once the match progresses, oh. if you haven't gone the upgrade path where you can get a SMG and you're more base building, um, you're just hey. gonna get kind of dunked on mm. because you just don't have the better weapon. So yeah. it's 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 a beta, but I was pleasantly surprised a game that had only like 30 people was was as fun as it was. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's on my That's radar now. Yeah. yeah. I'll I'll hit that follow button. I uh I want to check out and I haven't had time to yet, but I want to check out Big Fry's game demo. Uh, do you guys know Big Fry? No. Uh, content the YouTuber? creator. Yeah, YouTuber. Um, he covers a lot of like indie projects because he's become a game developer essentially, and so he's That's like cool. really interested in like upcoming, usually shooter titles. Yeah. Um, he launched his game demo, and oh man, I'm trying to remember what is Transients, I think. Uh, Transients, I believe, is the name of his game demo. Um, okay. 
And to check it out, though, people have been giving him a lot of praise for it. And he's he's making a first-person shooter in Unreal. He's got a little dev team working for him. and Sick. So crazy. It's cool, man. Yeah, that that kind of stuff, like, really inspires me. Like, that's what I that's what I initially was trying to go for out of college was game development. And I ended up in YouTube somehow. But it's <laughs> well, still and sort again, of, like, like, in my heart, you know, I'm like, I want to do it. But the technology is there now. It's so easy. It is and it's not getting easy. even easier now. It's not easy. But it's... Well, it's not... I mean, like, it's, the, sen- the sense of, like, make it, watching people, compared like... Compared to what it was. Go and, yeah. Compared to what it was, like, 10 years ago. You can do, like, do a you lot remember, more with less people now. Do you remember, like, yeah. when the crisis... Um, map editor came out and it was crazy where you could just like you could just yeah. like grab terrain you could like pull it up and you could like make a map like that was like holy crap we could make our own level in a video game and like now people are using that same idea but now they're making their own video games with the same tool sets and so it just seems like as we go along and as these engines start to become more optimized and more user friendly and they're like you don't have to know all the coding in the back end because they have all these GUIs that allow you to do it on the front end you can make these really cool games with the correct assets and whatnot. And mm-hmm. it's, it's all very effortless. It seems like in compared to how it was, you know, 10 years ago. Well, it's really funny because we're kind of entering a, a weird phase of the asset flip shooter as well now, which yeah. is there's these marketplaces for all the in-game engine assets are everywhere. And a talented dev can throw together like a game that looks like something relatively yeah. fast and it not actually be a game or it be a crappy game for some sort of quick what cash do you mean? grab. Get over it was was or only up. Yeah, only up. <laughs> That's what it was. Only up. Not get over <laughs> only, it. Only up. Yeah. Only up. <laughs> it's just literally asset dump game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I spent some time looking through asset um stores and started to recognize them all in all the games that we're playing and i'm like oh my god like this is uh, this game looks incredible everybody's praising it but every single spaceship in it is from the unreal asset store or the unity asset store or something like i mean it's not that it's not an impressive game it's just very interesting when you get a little peek behind the curtains and you're like oh this guy didn't build everything from the ground up they bought a whole bunch of stuff and then put it together and then and then figured out the back end of the engine, which is still impressive. And I think people should always, we shouldn't shame people for using the asset store. It's just an interesting new era of game development where you're like, oh, I made a World War II game. And that guy over there also made a World War II game. And we're using the exact same gun model assets. And our games are both yeah. in the Unreal Engine using the same lighting system. And they look almost exactly the same. But mine is about building bases and his is about sniping or something. So, yeah, we're going to, I think we're going to run into some, um, some interesting times ahead of assets kind of converge saturated. Yeah. Well, just with only up the there's cause there's now as there's, there's asset flips of the asset flip, right? Only down. So there's is there's, that there's, the there's carbon, there's carbon <laughs> copies of it. And the funny thing is, is the run animation and the jump animation, everything is identical Yeah. because they're just using probably the default mm-hmm. animations. Yeah. Unreal has whatever. an FPS engine starting yeah. building block which has all a standard character run animation and then you can buy more and just add yeah. them on i'm it. sure that's just what they used and now that people are able to make these like now epic is encouraging people to make people or make games inside of the fortnite fortnite yeah engine and so like you're gonna run into that same problem too is where like people are gonna be making all of these games inside fortnite i mean heck you got like 
um, Courage and his group that are like the, those those content creators that are making their game inside the Fortnite engine. And then you have all these other teams that are making this like different games. And you're going to run into that same problem is they're all going to end up using similar assets to a certain degree. Yeah. And things are going to start kind of meshing together in a weird way. It is yeah. brilliant, though. I mean, Epic is like straight up just thrown down the gauntlet with Roblox. They're like, oh, I see what you guys did there with Roblox. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, here, we're going to do the same thing, but on the Unreal Engine. And, and it's not going to look like ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also your dev skills will count for something <laughs> at the yeah. end yeah. of the day because you'll be using yeah. like a widely used engine as opposed to the Roblox engine. Like, I'm mm-hmm. a great Roblox developer. You're like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, but have, have, did you guys see that COD knockoff game that was made in Roblox? I played it. Yeah. No. It's amazing yeah. how good it looks for being on Roblox. You're like, it this looks, looks like, an, like... Older, an older Call of Duty game, but it's yeah. in Roblox. It doesn't look what? like Roblox at all, at all. And it's, yeah. It's not great, but it's pretty impressive what they pulled off considering it's, free, it's Roblox. And it's on Roblox. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. We are going into a weird area too of just so many free games that it's yeah. like we've become very spoiled as gamers, you know, where like people can talk trash about uh Starfield, you know, which is arguably a very good content rich game, but when you throw it up against the greatest games of all time. You're like, Oh yeah, yeah, I can see all its flaws now. It's not as impressive, you know, but again, we're still complaining about a game that has hundreds of hours of potential like content in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I spent, I spent 80 hours my first playthrough of Starfield. It's wow. about same here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't even new game plus it. I just like, I just waited. I just kept yeah. just milking it. Cause there was just so much stuff to do. Yeah. Well, yeah. we were saying we didn't even like the new game plus thing because we'd, built all these cool ships and collected all this yeah. cool stuff. And we're like, why would we want to get rid of all that? Like, no, mm-hmm. if you want to let me start over, let me keep all my stuff. Like, come yeah. on. But yeah, potato, potato, man. Um, did you just to bring it back around to star citizen real quick? Okay. They, um, I swear to God, you and star citizen, man. I can't stop it, man. I'm, <laughs> it's I'm, like crack. I've, I drank the Kool-Aid. I'm, <laughs> I'm ascending to the asteroid or whatever the heck those people were doing. Um, they sent out an email only to the people who have spent, guess how much in the game? Over $5,000. Over $10,000. Oh my God. <laughs> they Jeez, sent out I can't email. even believe you can spend that much money in that game. What? There's a reward for spending 25000 in the game. What, um, what's the reward? Just a, like a, a pat on the back? They, they better give you an aircraft carrier or something. skin on it. Oh, <laughs> congratulations you've spent way too much money on our game here's a sticker yeah so the ten thousand dollar reward is a heavy fighter called the f8c lightning and this has been it looks like it's been done for a long time for years but they've been holding back a lot of these quote-unquote finished ships because they're key ships in the squadron 42 campaign yeah and i don't think they want to ruin squadron 42 by letting everybody play with all the ships ahead of time that makes sense so they're holding back a lot of that content so it's been in game flown by ai but you can't get it yourself or they'll show it on like a a display stand at one of the events or something but they just sent out an email it's a pretty cool looking heavy fighter it's it's yeah it's gonna kind of looks like the hurricane with, with a lot more armor it's like if the hurricane only had one seat and they just gave all the guns to the pilot. <laughs> oh, is that not a gunner on the on the a gunner turret? 
Uh, the no, yeah, the F8C is solo. It's a single seat. Oh, interesting. Wow. So yeah, potentially a huge amount of firepower for one pilot. It does look like wow. a very cool ship. Like I, I want yeah. it. I'm not going to spend ten grand to get it, but I want it. I was, uh, well, I was going to ask, how did you get this email? Well, somebody I know sent it to me and also was on Reddit, right? As soon as somebody... I'm, just, yeah. I'm, giving you, I'm giving you a hard time. I'm how trying to apply I, that you did that information sp spread on yeah. the internet? Well, Matt, yeah. let me explain. Um, <laughs> so anyway, where was I even going with this story? So the significance of this is that this ship has been more or less finished yeah. for years, just sitting there. And all of a sudden they get sent out this email saying... You guys are getting a legendary present, and then it's like a magic eye, and it says F8C in the magic eye, if you look at it, uh, on October 10th, which is like a week from now. Um, and that ship is very much tied into Squadron 42, and in that the initial plan for everybody else to get it is if you beat Squadron 42, you will then gain the ability to buy the ship in the Persistent Universe, right? So if you want that ship... You have to play Squadron 42 and beat Squadron 42 or something. I'm not sure what the actual challenge will be, but that was the idea behind it. Mm -hmm. So if they're giving it out now, all of a sudden, after basically having it for years and years, and they're saying, hey, we're giving it out now, CitizenCon, the biggest event of the year is at the end of the month. There's yeah. been this like big hype train building and sort of rumors about Squadron 42 potentially being almost done, which has been a rumor forever. Um it seems like maybe there's something to it. And uh, yeah, Jason's in our comments right now telling me that he told me what he did. Because uh, he wants, he wants <laughs> credit for telling me about the email. <laughs> this, this, I did no see offense, it on Twitter I, first. A lot of, a lot of uh, copium. I'm thinking you're just, you're just huffing a lot of copium. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that I definitely err, err on the side of uh, Star Citizen fanboy and wanting to believe, but... I don't know. I mean, like, like I hope why, so. why shelf a ship like this for so long, and then all of a sudden, just like this year is the year we launch it? Why? Why this year? Why not why? last year? Why not the four years before it when it was also? Bro, done? you sound like there was these people that were uh, for Titanfall. Like Titanfall Two is now playable, and there was all these people like, oh, it came out. This update came out on the third, and it's the th it's like Watch all Titanfall these threes. Three and they're like, the it's gotta be Titanfall it. Three. It's uh -huh. like it could be, but could be. I feel well, like yeah. we're digging into this. Yeah, but that's fun, Matt. Dig it into okay. it. We're conspiracy theory. And maybe there is... Okay, Apex launched without any news. Oh, my news, God. Right, Matt? Oh, Apex my God. Apex launches. Nobody knew it was coming except for, like, a handful of people that went to, like, stream it on the day it launched or uh -huh. something. Right? I was there. Were you there, yeah, Matt? They, yeah. I was, I was at the event, yeah. Were you there, Tim? I, I didn't get to go. Okay, no, I was okay. watching it because as soon as it went live, I was, I was playing it. Yeah, and you and there was no lead up. I mean, that's a pretty darn good kept secret right there. There was like a little yeah. bit of rumblings about something, but people were like Titanfall three type game. We don't know, and then it dropped. So I mean, if respawn pulls a respawn, there could be a Titanfall three that just shows yeah. up out of nowhere. That's true. What have they been I mean, doing like, this whole time? I mean, in I guess they have defense, they've only been working on games. they've only been working on a Star Wars game. They've got Apex, Star Wars, and there's one other game that they're working they, on another star wars too they're working on another star wars game that isn't jedi right yeah right. i think it's so, the first first person shooter i think but but like they took over they took over dice la so mm -hmm. like it like vince is running up dice la which isn't dice la anymore and then also respawn and they've uh, they've they've increased the overall capacity of the campus like i mean like respawn has scaled very very well so i mean the thought of them bringing another titanfall 
is not out of the realm of possibility, but I know they you're put a huge so much Titan effort Titanfall into Apex. Fan. Oh, it's like, that's my thing, dude. Like the, everyone's been begging me to go back do and play Titanfall think, 2. And I'm like, um, I don't know. Do you think the game in its kind of current design could still make it? Or no. would they need to change it pretty drastically? Is Apex think, the refined version of Titanfall to make it more mainstream? Or? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think the. I think the problem is the the arena competitive shooter model just doesn't work now. Yeah, it, there's no. There's not enough risk and reward. There's not enough. There's not enough drive to really like boot up an like look at look at Halo. Halo Infinite, I think, is a great. Uh, example of why the arena shooter just doesn't really gr- like grab yeah. people's attention modes, anymore. Like you said, no risk. It's and the it's the live stuff. it's the live kill die repeat model. It's just like people don't find that to be entertaining for long periods of time, like they used to ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Like when you have battle royales come out, which was the natural progression for your your arena shooters. Well, now you've got games like Tarkov. You've got uh, extraction shooters. That's the new. That is the well, evolution that, of a battle royale. That's why I say is Apex the ultimate refinement of Titanfall. Into I don't. A I don't think so. Title. I think. I think it would end up being something more than that. I think you'd have to go down the routes of like an extraction survival shooter, where like I think that's where Titanfall would have to end up. Where it's Maybe like you, you are have on this, your Titan and you, and like some areas of the map you can only get to as a pilot, and some areas Titans. Or, or you're collecting pieces to build your Titan or something like that. Like they, they've got, yeah, yeah. yeah, they've got to do something where it's just like, it has to be more meaningful than just like prepare for Titanfall. And you go down there and like, you're fighting and like, Oh, I lost my Titan. Shucks. I guess I'll get it back after I get enough kills of like NPCs. Like yeah. that was the model for Titanfall. And I just don't think it is enough to keep people going. Like, unfortunately, Titanfall two. Yes. The release window was crap. You were right up against Battlefield. You were right up against Call of Duty. But I, I just, I think the problem was is that there wasn't enough substance to keep mm-hmm. people engaged with the game for a long period of time. I agree. And I, yeah. and I think, and I always kind of get flack for this because every time I hear like, oh, Titanfall 2 is the greatest first person shooter ever made and it's a masterpiece. And I agree it's really good. And I do think that it suffered from a lot of problems, like the DDoS attacks were really bad, the yeah. release window, there was a lot of things holding it back. But it's like, if this game really was as good as it was, it should have been able to maintain that player base, and it should have been able to organically grow. Um, and it, it didn't, because of, I think there are things that do hold that, hold it back. And I think you nailed a lot of them. Yeah, the single player was fantastic. I think that story, the storytelling was fantastic. Yeah, the, it was really the, good. You as the pilot and you being connected with this this robot that was semi-sentient, if not fully sentient, like you had this connection with it, this ultimate sacrifice that it made. Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, but like it was it was a very compelling story. Is just and I think that's what people end up going back to when you said Matt, like Titanfall 2 was one of the greatest games that had ever come out. The single player portion was very, very good. But yep. like you go back and you watch like Titanfall two multiplayer stuff. And it's like, oh man, like no reason. Like there's, there is, I could see exactly why the player base yep. fell off so fast. It came skills- out five months before PUBG launched as well. Uh-huh. So that oh, was God. like the turning of the tides uh-huh. when people were like, oh, the casual, the casual competitive call of duty battlefields arena shooter is dead. <laughs> yeah. Like that was basically when it was all going downhill. And so, yeah, it just, even if it, had come out later, like that summer, everybody would have been playing PUBG and forgetting about the classic FPS as we know it. And that's very much the market. Titanfall was basically trying to compete with Call of Duty and Battlefield's classic game modes. 
And that was a genre that was basically in the process of dying to the Royale. And yeah, so it also like, didn't help the skill. And, yeah. The skills yeah. that people were adapting to and like what they were utilizing was like a lot of like old school, like, like unreal, like, yep. like mechanics, like being able to like bunny hop across the map, like Game Sager. Game Sager is like even like Frosty Omen. Two amazing Titanfall players where you could never touch them. Yeah. And, like, and, that's, that, and that, as a new those player, people it made sucks. games not fun. Like, and, like Thank for you. me, like I, like, I, I, I made Titanfall not fun for people. <laughs> like, I totally understand that. I know that I did that. And I'm like, I mean, you could you could honestly blame some of the like really good players for killing that game if you really wanted to. There was a little bit of elitism because I recently played bat. I, I recently played it and people were like I was because I was like I was saying there are a lot of the maps in Titanfall 2 have terrible um, wall running. Um, sections. There's like very little wall running. There's like uh-huh. one map where you're out in the middle of a field and I'm like, I don't know how to get from one side over to the other quickly. And this doesn't feel like Titanfall to me because when I think Titanfall, I think wall running. Like, oh yeah. no, you got to like bunny hop, air fly. Yeah. I'm like, what? Where do where do you learn that in the game? Like, mm-hmm. it just tells you r- to run on the wall. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, oh, this yeah. is basic stuff. I'm like, what do you mean it's basic? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Those are the guys that did the speed run gauntlet and they would like throw arc grenades backwards and they'd like, you know, they'd go flying yeah. and they'd triple bunny hop and stuff. Yeah. Like, just, like it's cool. It's like on it's paper really, that sounds very really cool. neat. Yeah. But when you're trying to apply it and you're playing against those people, it's not fun. Yeah. yeah. That's where you almost need the skill based matchmaking to come in with Titanfall because other games, at least Call of Duty, are like, oh, he's faster reaction time than me. Right. Like it's pretty apparent why you lost that fight. Uh, but yeah. in Titanfall, you're like, how did he f- he flew mm-hmm. over my head? And then he grabbed the grappling physics alone are impressive where you're like, how did you <laughs> swing that far and arc out yeah. and do all that stuff and chain it together and do all the hopping at the right time? And you're like flying across the whole map. It is it's like tribes level or greater skill to like. That's, be, that's it is awesome. It is to is really cool to see. Yeah. But when you're on the receiving end. Oh, boy. It's, that's why I just I don't think TF3 is going to like it, it come out in, in the same formula. If it do. does come yeah. out, it will have to be a completely different game. That's why I think like the next Battlefield will have to end up being a completely yeah. different game. If not, portions of it will have to be a completely Which is different probably game. why they wouldn't try to do the whole extraction thing. I think they saw that that was the direction Let's the industry honest, was going. Matt, they, they just didn't really try and do an extraction no, shooter. They, that like, was somebody like, uh, we need an extraction shooter to be the third pillar of Battlefield, I, make it in two months or something. Like, it yeah. was Well, garbage. I think that they were attempting to do that route, and then they realized that maybe they're in over their head, maybe they don't really yeah. understand the genre, yeah. and then they had to scrap it and be like, okay, we need to actually make a normal Battlefield now and just try to do it way too quickly. Yeah. But I do think they saw the direction because they see that you do have like conquest is just it's kind of a boring mode now like it's i still love it but in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. things have moved away to that battle royale extractor I, i've talked about this before but i made an extensive video exactly about this on like how to redesign conquest to create a greater risk reward end game reward scenario hype people up for actually winning a match and caring about what's happening in a battlefield round and um a lot of people were agreeing with it and they're like, yes, this is what the franchise needs to like still be battlefield, but be relevant. And, uh, I'm just worried that they might be too far along with the next game or that all they're going to do with the next game is segment it into like, here's the Royale section. Here's the classic battlefield section. And here's the other section or whatever, and not really do a lot to update the classic section, because I think the classic section might just die if they don't change enough with it. Because as much as I love 
the old school days of BF3, BF4. Um, Ed, unfortunately, I think in my opinion, I think those those are the glory days. And I think we're just kind of we're past it now. Well, like I said, Tim, this is the podcast about old it gamers. Is a, it, it really is. About I love the theme. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I think that's probably a good spot to wrap it up here. I know Matt has to prepare for an actual stream and doing work, uh, and Tim's probably got to get back to his family and stuff. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for joining us, yeah, Tim. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is super fun. You yeah. want to pimp out your... Uh... Where, where the people can sure, find you. Yeah, stuff? you can follow yeah. me over uh, everywhere. Darkness429, live Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Eastern, until whenever I, I jump off. <laughs> Perfect. That's, That's awesome, man. And we'll, yeah. uh, we'll put links in the podcast. You'll find them. Yeah. Put his name in the title. Oh, well, thanks, Tim. This is great to catch up, man. Heck yeah, um, dude. It's yeah, been we should a do this while. more often. For sure. We'd love to have you back on our um, super famous podcast. You're going to blow up after this. And uh, <laughs> just watch those numbers skyrocket. But t- but also, I mean, in that nature, you did switch over to YouTube recently. And yeah. go give Tim a sub on YouTube. He's streaming on Thank YouTube you. now. Because if you've been, you've heard of him over the past 10-ish years, <sighs> whenever you started, you might think he's still on Twitch. And then you Dude, might think he's on Facebook. there are still people that are like, I miss when you were on Twitch. Okay, I'm still alive. I like how it's still alive. I like how it's still a child. Well, that's like that's that's just my that's my default chat voice. You know, that just that is how they sound in my head. So yeah, fair enough. I get the I I miss when you played airsoft videos or played airsoft all the time, and I'm like, okay, it's like 20 years ago. Those were really good though. Like they were airsoft. They were damn good. Like three days to produce each video, and people like, why don't you do it anymore? I'm like, because it was hell. (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) So tired. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us, Matt. You want to close us out with some wisdom? Uh, live, laugh, love. Thanks for watching. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Eat love, pray.